Hey, faithful listener, thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast on this lovely Wednesday morning. And I hope you guys are all ready to read the Bible this morning. We are going to be reading Exodus chapter 4, verses 1 through 17. I'm actually like really surprised that we are already in Exodus chapter 4. It feels like we just started Exodus and now we're already four chapters into Exodus. So this is crazy how fast we're moving through the Old Testament. And Uh, We're going to be reading Exodus 4 verses 1 through 17 today, and we're going to be talking about some of the problems that Moses is experiencing within himself and kind of throwing those problems onto God here. So let's go ahead and read this. I will be reading out of the W.E.B. version, as I always do, but you guys should read out of whatever version you prefer to read out of and make sure to grab that cup of coffee. And let's go ahead and start reading. Moses answered, But behold, they will not believe me, nor listen to my voice, for they will say, Yahweh has not appeared to you. Yahweh said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, A rod. He said, Throw it on the ground. He threw it on the ground, and it became a snake, and Moses ran away from it. Yahweh said to Moses, Stretch out your hand and take it by the tail. He stretched out his hand, and he took hold of it, and it became a rod in his hand. This is so that they may believe that Yahweh, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. Yahweh said furthermore to him, Now put your hand inside your cloak. He put his hand inside his cloak, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous, as white as snow. He said, Put your hand inside your cloak again. He put his hand inside his cloak again, and when he took it out of the cloak, behold, it had turned again as his other flesh. It will happen that if they don't believe you or listen to the voice of the first sign, that they will believe the voice of the latter sign. It will happen if they will not believe even these two signs or listen to your voice, that you shall take the water out of the river and pour it on the dry land. The water which you take out of the river will become blood on the dry land. Moses said to Yahweh, O Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before now, nor since you have spoken to your servant, for I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Yahweh said to him, Who made man's mouth? Or who makes one mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Isn't it I, Yahweh? Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth, and teach you what you shall speak. Moses said, O Lord, please send someone else. Yahweh's anger burned against Moses, and he said, What about Aaron, your brother, the Levite? I know that he can speak well. Also, behold, he is coming out to meet you, and when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. You shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth. I will be with your mouth and with his mouth and will teach you what you shall do. He will be your spokesman to the people. It will happen that when he will be to you a mouth and you will be to him as God, you shall take this rod in your hand with which you shall do the signs. 
So as you can see from what we read, Moses is having a lot of issues here with everything God is saying to him, and he kind of doesn't want to do what God is asking him to do. He's making a ton of excuses. So the first excuse he makes here in verse 1, and by the way, if you haven't listened to the other Exodus episodes, I definitely recommend going back and listening to those. I'm not going to really do a recap for this episode, just to throw it out there. But anyway, the first excuse Moses makes to God here in verse 1 is that Moses is afraid that the people of Israel will not believe that Yahweh actually appeared to Moses. Moses is scared that the people are going to be like, yeah, right. God didn't appear to you. You're just making all this up. You're a crazy person. So Moses is all scared. And so he says to God in verse one, he says, they're not going to believe me. They're not going to listen to me. They're not. They're going to say that Yahweh did not appear to you. And so God answers Moses. And by the way, this is a very interesting statement that Moses says here, because we talked briefly in Exodus chapter three about how God said directly to Moses that the people, the Israelites, would actually listen to Moses. So the fact that Moses is scared that the people aren't going to listen to him is actually because Moses is unbelieving of God himself. Moses is not believing that what God is saying is actually fact and this is going to happen and that God has the best plan for Moses and for the Israelites. And so Moses is making all these excuses and this first excuse is the fact that he truly believes that God is not telling the truth or something like that. He is he is questioning God, basically. So he says, the people aren't going to listen to me when God, in the last chapter, did say to Moses, the people will actually listen to you. The Israelites will listen to you. So Moses is like, no, they won't. The Israelites aren't going to listen to me. You're wrong, God. So what do I do when they don't listen to me? <laughs> so God points to Moses's hand, or well, well, I don't know if he points to it, but he calls attention to Moses's hand in verse two. And he says to Moses, he's like, what's that in your hand? And so Moses is like, it's a rod for, you know, my sheep herding. It's a rod. So God says to Moses, he's like, okay, so Moses, throw that rod on the ground. So Moses throws the rod on the ground and it becomes a snake. And this scares Moses so much that Moses runs away from it. He jumps back. He is terrified that all of a sudden the rod that he uses every day to herd sheep has now become a snake, perhaps a poisonous one. Who knows? But one way or the other, it becomes a snake and Moses freaks out. And so then Yahweh then says to Moses in verse four, he's like, take the snake by its tail. So Moses reaches down and actually does this and he takes hold of the snake by its tail. Now, if this was a poisonous snake or a venomous snake, you don't want to take the snake by the tail because the snake can just wrap around and bite you wherever it wants to bite you. But God was asking Moses to do this because he wanted to see where Moses's faith was. So Moses did have enough faith to trust that God was going to take care of him and that the snake was not going to bite him. And so in his probably uncomfortableness. Maybe Moses didn't like snakes. I don't know. Not many people do like snakes. But Moses reaches down and takes the snake and holds it by its tail. And as soon as he does this, it becomes a rod again in his hand. So it's just kind of crazy. And so God says to Moses after this happens, he's like, so you're going to perform that sign to the people and they will probably believe you. But if they don't believe you, do this next sign. And he says to Moses, he's like, put your hand inside of your coat. And so Moses has this 
cloak on or this coat or this over covering, whatever they used to wear back then. And uh, he puts his hand inside of the top of his his cloak. And when he pulls his hand out, it says here that his hand became leprous, so leprous that it was as white as snow. Now, one thing I didn't actually realize was that the word leprous in Hebrew didn't necessarily mean leprosy. The word leprous could mean kind of any sort of disease that was a skin disease. So this didn't necessarily mean that Moses had leprosy all of a sudden, but one way or the other, there was some sort of skin problem that Moses got when he took his hand out of his cloak and his hand was so uh, leprous or diseased or something like that, that his hand was actually white with a skin problem. So then Yahweh says to Moses, he's like, okay, now put your hand back inside of your coat. And so that's what Moses does. And when he takes his hand out again, it's completely normal. It's restored back the way it was before he put it inside the coat the first time. So it says here that God tells Moses, he's like, if they don't believe the first sign, then they will believe this sign. Is that, that's what he says here in verse eight. He says they will believe this last sign. But if they don't even believe those two signs or listen to what you're saying, then take some water out of the Nile River and just pour it on the dry land. And when that happens, it will become blood on the dry land. And that is the third sign that Moses was supposed to do with the people if if they did not believe what Moses was saying. So I, I truly believe because God had already said in Exodus 3 that the people were going to listen to Moses. I think God was performing these signs for Moses rather than answering Moses's question. I think God was showing Moses, look at my power. Don't be fearful. Don't be questioning everything. Don't be unfaithful because look at all this stuff I am able to do. I can make snakes docile. I can make leprous skin problems clear again. I can do all this stuff. I can turn water into blood. I can do whatever I want. I am God. And so this is what he's saying to Moses. And I think these signs were for Moses himself to show Moses God's power and to help Moses understand that God is sovereign and basically to help Moses's faith along. So God, honestly, is just a very, very merciful God. He is always pulling people towards him in whatever way that he can. And he was pulling Moses towards him by showing Moses all of these crazy signs and wonders. And to us, they're really weird. And we wouldn't, we can't really understand or process this because it it goes outside of our natural laws pretty much, but God can do whatever he wants. And so the fact that he is showing Moses all of these crazy signs that are impossible, like water cannot be turned into blood. No matter how much we try, we cannot make water into blood. And so basically, God is showing all these these signs to Moses and is just showing Moses his power because he wanted Moses to be faithful. He wanted Moses to draw near to God and all of that stuff. So after this happens, Moses says to, to God, he's like, I'm not eloquent. I I have a speech impediment. I am not good at speaking. He's like, so how am I supposed to lead these people away from Egypt if I can't even speak? How am I supposed to do this? And so God says to him, he's like, who made you? 
Who made man's mouth? Who makes one mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Isn't it I, Yahweh? And he says, go, and I will be with your mouth, and I will teach you what you shall speak. And I want to mention here that God is not angry yet. Even though Moses asks this question, he says, I am not eloquent. You know, I can't speak well. How am I supposed to speak? Even though all of these signs were just shown to Moses, he is still being unfaithful, but God is still being super patient with him. At this point, if this was me having this conversation with Moses, I'd be like, what is wrong with you? Just go. Shut up and go. (laughs) And it's a really, really good thing that God is so patient, isn't it? Because he he was very loving towards Moses, even during all of this. And so Moses is just making excuse after excuse after excuse, even though God is showing him all these signs and wonders and whatever else. So God says to Moses, he's like, who made you? Who made man's mouth? Who makes one mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Isn't it I, Yahweh? And some people think that that's a really mean statement. Like, why would God make one mute or blind? But the point of this statement, I believe, personally, is God is showing Moses that even if one is born blind, and for example, we, I don't know if we talked about this in Matthew, sometimes I I mix up what we talked about and what we didn't talk about, but there was a blind man, I think it's in Mark actually, that Jesus encounters and the disciples are asking Jesus, what happened to this blind man? Why was he made blind? Was it because he sinned or because his parents sinned? And Jesus says something along the lines of, no, he was made blind to fulfill a purpose. And so when God makes people mute or blind, there is a purpose for them. There is a purpose for that that is a purpose either for them or for the people around them. So even if Moses was a mute man, say he really did have a speech impediment and couldn't speak very well, even though I personally believe that it's just Moses making excuses. (laughs) But one way or the other, even if Moses was a mute person, God could still use Moses to speak to the people. And that would be fulfilling a purpose that Moses had, even if he was born mute. So God has these purposes for people, even though it might seem cruel at the time. There is a really, really great purpose for that person, especially if that person is believing that God can use them in whatever way God wants to use them. I mean, there are so many people out there that have had, uh, you know, physical problems that God has used in such crazy and ridiculously wonderful ways. And I mean, I can't think of any right off the top of my head, but I mean, God uses people who have weaknesses to show his power and glory all the time. And so when God says this here to Moses, he's saying, I can use even a mute person to go out and to do what needs to be done. I can use a blind person to lead people. I can do whatever I want. So why are you still making these excuses? Why are you still not faithful? So then after God says this particular statement to Moses, here's where Moses's heart really is. And this is what he says to God. He says, God, please send someone else. And that was the point Moses was getting at with all of these excuses. He didn't want to go. He was unwilling. And that's why I think that the speech impediment thing was just an excuse that Moses was making. He probably did not have a speech impediment. And so he is saying to God truly now what his true feelings are. 
I don't want to go. I am scared. I don't want to do this. Why are you sending me? I don't want to be rejected again like I was when I was the prince of Egypt. Who knows what Moses was thinking? But one way or the other, his true colors are finally coming out and he says to God, I don't want to go. And so it says here, finally, at this point, Yahweh's anger burned against Moses. In other words, God got mad. (laughs) He was upset that Moses finally is revealing his true colors and Moses truly just does not want to go, even though God knows that Moses is the perfect person to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. But God is still so merciful at this point. And he says to Moses, he's like, what about Aaron, your brother? He says, you know what, if you are going to be unfaithful like this, I will give you somebody to help you. And he says, I'm going to give you Aaron, your brother, who is very eloquent and very charming. And so this is what God is saying to Moses. He says, I'm going to give you Aaron and he's going to be your spokesperson. Your words are going to be the words of God, of me, and then Aaron will be the spokesperson to the people. So he's going to help you, but Aaron is not going to have any uh, speech from me, pretty much. I am going to speak to you, and you're going to speak to Aaron what the people need to hear, basically. And I, I should mention here that even though God was being merciful to Moses, this was, in all honesty, not the best thing for Moses. Moses was so unfaithful that he would have rather had Aaron do the work for him so that he didn't get rejected again, or I don't know exactly what Moses was thinking, but he wanted Aaron with him. And this ended up being a really kind of bad thing for Moses, even though Moses kind of insisted upon God doing this. Aaron ended up being so much trouble for Moses. I think Aaron was trying to like start a coup against Moses at one point. He also had the golden calf thing happen. Like that was all Aaron and uh, just all sorts of other things happened. And Aaron's sons were a lot of trouble and just, it ended up being a problem for Moses. And it was because of Moses's unfaithful when God was calling him that this ended up happening and Aaron became this big old ball of trouble for Moses. So we'll talk more about this chapter on Friday. So join me then at 6 a.m. to discuss the rest of this chapter and we will be finished with Exodus chapter 4 at that point. So friends and faithful listeners, also join me tomorrow at 6 a.m. for an episode out of Matthew. We will be finishing up, I think, Matthew 25 and uh, discussing that tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. So join me then. And also, friends and faithful listeners, my Bible study is complete and published. So I will drop a link to that and you can take a look at that at Barnes & Noble and on Amazon. So I'll drop a link to that in the bio of this podcast episode. But friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless. 